Hey, my name is Tanil, and I'm passionate about helping mom entrepreneurs reach their true potential while navigating the chaotic journey of life, family, and business. I'm a digital marketing specialist, an extremely curious human with a growth mindset, and a certified wizard of the mind, specializing in clinical hypnotherapy and rapid transformational therapy. This is where the woo-woo rubber meets the road, my friends. We will dive into empowering discussions, actionable strategies, and inspiring stories to help you thrive in both your personal and professional lives. So pull up a comfy chair and let's ditch the debate and make it happen. Hello, beautiful souls. It's Tanil, and welcome to Ditch the Debate and Make It Happen podcast. In today's episode, I'm going on a heart-to-heart journey many of us know too well. The wild ride of losing our identity in motherhood. From glamorous heels to baby puke stained sweats, let's dive into the realness of it all. This is losing your identity in motherhood. I've got you. Let's be real honest. We've gone from heels, glam, perfectly done hair, well-fitted attire and a schedule all around us and our needs. Two, well, the complete opposite. Heels are only worn if it's a special, like, real, real special occasion. Glam, thing of the past. You'll be lucky if you catch me with mascara. My version of perfectly done hair is, it's washed. You're welcome. Well-fitted attire has morphed into sweats, pumps, and t-shirts. The schedule. Ah, the schedule. What I can say is that I'm incredibly grateful that I was once a personal assistant. So I've got organization down. However, my needs or wants are most certainly not in the top priority. Losing our identity when we become moms is not just a gradual, small shift that we can take our time to get comfortable with. It's more of a bang, here you go, done. And all that you once knew changed. You've changed. Your values, your priorities and your life has changed. I know people always say, life as you know it will be different when you're pregnant with your first child, but I don't think that really sinks in until that child is born. I know with me at least it didn't. I was still committing to taking work meetings and doing projects. Long story on that one, but it is another aspect I just want to briefly touch on. When I felt pregnant with my first child, which was a total shock and not planned, I had only been at my new company for a few months and I was in line for my dream job, the head of department. The leadership team had spoken to me about it and they were all comfortable that I was the one they'd like to have to lead the team. When I told them that I was pregnant, that all went away. It was as though I had an illness that was terminal. They then brought in external new managers to take over the team, all women, who decided that I was the one who needed to get out of the company due to their scarcity mindset, so they spent their energy bullying and humiliating me at any given point, and always publicly. So whilst I had an idea, purely from what I was told, that my life was about to change when I became a mom, I was people-pleasing my butt off to try and keep this job that I had built up in my head to be something that it really was not. Fast forward six months of a living hell with these managers and an extremely traumatic birth. Here is my son, Nathan. I actually still say to this day that the weekend that Nathan was born, even though I was in so much pain and I had gone through a lot, it was and is still the best weekend of my life. 
Nathan, bless his beautiful soul, was an incredibly difficult baby. Due to having colic and reflux, which meant that sleep was just a word that I heard used from time to time. It most certainly was not a verb. So here I am, PJs or sweats, hair up, rings under my eyes, food is elusive and sleep even more so. A far cry from where I was a few weeks prior. I struggled with postpartum depression and it took me a while to overcome. But when I did, I was crystal clear that I did not want to go back to what I once thought was going to be my career path and future. I didn't want to be a stay-at-home mom and we most certainly couldn't afford for me not to work. So I still wanted to work, but I wanted flexibility in order to be able to be available for Nathan. When I was due to go back to my corporate job, I resigned. And I left my shiny corporate job for a scrappy startup gig doing the strategic partnerships. It took a bit of getting used to, but we do what we have to, right? Definitely not something I ever thought for myself. Investor pressure, leadership conflict, and that scrappy startup started to dissolve. So I started my own business to try and take back some control. And to make matters worse, I start my company doing something I had never done before, digital marketing. Could I have even chosen a more difficult landscape? Probably not. Whilst there were many lessons throughout this journey, my company is still going since 2016. So it's not all doom and gloom. My point here is, we lose our identities in the most spectacular fashion and in record speed time that it takes a while for it to really sink in. And when it does, it's not a great feeling. Why don't our partners have to compromise and sacrifice as much? Why are we taking it all on and not speaking up? Why are our needs, aspirations and wants all of a sudden no longer important? And why do we allow it? I'll tell you why. Because the shift happened to us and we are fully focused on the fact that our child is the priority. At least for the first while until they're old enough to be a little bit more independent. And that's perfectly okay. I love that we are such incredible humans to give this much and be the best that we can to raise another little human. But when all is said and done and your child is not 24-7 dependent on you to survive, why are we not listening to ourselves and giving ourselves what we want, following our passions, even if our passions have done a complete change from what they once were? Why do we talk ourselves out of following them? There's this great TED talk from Dr. Alexandra Sachs where she explains what we go through in one word, matrescence. This is a term coined in 1973 by Dana Raphael, a medical anthropologist who popularized the phrase dwala. Over the decades, other academics and clinicians have expanded on her research, but the term has not yet out there in popular culture and conversation. Dr. Sachs mentions that there's no coincidence that matrescence sounds like adolescence. Both are times when body morphing and hormone shifting lead to an upheaval in how a person feels emotionally and how they fit into the world. We've heard about the oxytocin that we are gifted in order to get us through those brutal newborn stages, right? But what we aren't told is that our mind works directly against it. So here's an example. Oxytocin helps us pay full attention to our baby's needs, making them a center of our world. And at the same time, 
Our minds are pushing us away, reminding us of all our other wants and needs, physical, emotional, mental, spiritual. It's a totally normal and acceptable state to be in, in an emotional tug of war with matrescence. Most people struggle with this push and pull, and it's normal to feel these mixed emotions, and it has nothing to be ashamed of. You are not alone. I want to name a few of the losses that I felt, and my hope is to make a new mom feel less alone. 1. No more me time. Literally, not even a bathroom break. 2. Loss of routine, especially the newborn stage. 3. Relationships. Finding yourself responding to a text message a few days later. 4. Loss of sex drive. Physically, mentally and emotionally, you're just not all there. You're still trying to get to grips with your new body, of which you probably don't love. You are exhausted, and you're in an emotional washing machine. Sex just isn't as enticing as it once was. 5. Body changes. This is the one I think we all struggle with. Our body will never be the same. As much as social media likes to parade model moms and perfect abs, it's not true. And the sacrifices those poor moms had to make is just not on my to-do list. The one thing that has helped me accept that my pre-motherhood body is not returning is I grew a human. Well, three and two at the same time. But seriously, we grew humans. Bones, teeth, hair, blood, internal organs, we did that. So I'll take it. 6. Brain changes. It's this wonderful evolution hack again, where our beautiful brains change in order to bond and create a healthy attachment with our kids. It lasts up to two years, and I know for me, it was an incredibly confusing and frustrating time, as I rely on my poor brain for literally everything. 7. Professional identity. A real tough one. Even though I did a bunch of reinventing, my professional identity was and still is important to me. But it comes with mixed feelings, as you tend to beat yourself up for being at work and wanting to be with your baby, and then being with your baby and wanting to be at work. 8. Finally, the loss of freedom. I know it feels impossible and like there's no light at the end of the tunnel, but I promise you, you will find yourself again. It just won't be the same you as it was before. It will be a much better version. While you're transitioning and going through these really murky waters, I'd like to offer up a few gems that help me. 1. Allow yourself to grieve. Give yourself grace. While we all feel guilty about having mixed feelings being a mom when it's such a gift, we need to take it easy on ourselves, as we are grieving a loss, ourselves, who we were. Give yourself some grace to allow yourself to grieve. It's okay to feel what you feel. It does not mean that you're not grateful or that you don't love your child. 2. Journal. Write it all down. Don't let your mind take over and give you a million reasons why you shouldn't. Just 54321 and write. Get it out. Feel it. Express it. And allow your nervous system to process it. 3. Keep your cup full. Easier said than done, but important nonetheless. Your baby needs all of you, the happiest, calmest version of you. Find something that you love doing, 
even if it's a 10 minutes hot, uninterrupted bath, to just soak and gather your thoughts, do it. You need to look after you as much as you do your baby. And you can't look after your baby to the best of your capacity if you're running out of steam. Every single day, take a few minutes to make sure that you're taking care of you. Four, set a goals list of things that would make you happy. For example, I used to plan a trip into nature once every quarter for the family. Just to change the scenery, and it definitely filled my heart. I would also plan a walk for myself in nature at least once a month. My partner got to go cycling every weekend or do what he wanted to do, so I carved out a walk once a month to make sure that I'm in nature, fresh air, kid-free, and let my mind clear, body move, and really just be with myself. It was my non-negotiable, and it truly helped me. Another thing I do want to mention here is that an expectation reset might be necessary. We go into this journey thinking one thing and being served another, and then berate ourselves for not reaching the expectations, or at worst, feeling like we're missing out on life. You don't know what you don't know. So go on with it, and there is no expectation. You're missing nothing. You can catch up when you can. Your job right now is your focus. The rest is noise. Yes, you are a mother now. But you are also so, so many other things. Your identity does not start and stop with being a mother. One of my fears is, when all is said and done and my kids are growing and leave the house, I do not want to be in the situation where my identity was 100% around being a mom only. I don't want to feel lost. I don't want to look myself in a mirror at an older age and have to start over again. The truth is, your kids need you forever, yes. But their total reliance on you is a short period of time. And they will be moving on to live their best lives. If we live our best lives by fulfilling our passions as well as our primary role as a mom, when they do leave, we haven't lost our identity totally. Does this resonate? Tony Robbins always says that the change happens when the pain of staying the same outweighs the pain of the risk to change. Something like that anyway. Which has always stuck with me because it is exactly how I have made all the decisions in my life. Well, when I've had the free will to make my own decisions, to be honest. So here's what I want us to do today. Write down three top goals that you have, whatever they may be. Shoot for the stars or land on the moon goals. Just get them down. Don't let your mind run the show here and start to ask you things like, you'll never make money doing that. Or, you're no expert in that. How could you of all people achieve that? This is a Silencio Bruno moment. For those of you who don't know Silencio Bruno, take a listen to episode 9, Navigating Imposter Syndrome. I explain it a bit more in there. Spend a few moments every day dreaming of the goals that you've set. Feel them as if they're here and you've reached them. Dream big. You're teaching valuable lessons to your baby. Thank you for joining me in this raw exploration of motherhood's identity roller coaster. Remember, you are not alone and your dreams and passions are still very much alive. Embrace your journey. Set those goals. And let's redefine our identities together. Until next time, you've got this. 
Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Ditch the Debate podcast. If you loved this episode as much as I did, head on over and review and subscribe so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every single week. I'd love to hear more from you on the topics you want to hear. So head over to the episode link in the show notes and let me know in the comments what you most want to hear next. This is Tanil signing off. I'll catch y'all soon.